and also, you know, confused wiring to look at a bag of sweets and think that that's a treat right there and I'll have a jelly baby. And knowing that, you know, on some level intuitively that when you eat stuff like that and when you consume stuff like that and when you make these choices, the body manifests on a physical layer. The body is not attacking you. The body is simply saying like, I don't want to digest this crap. It's full of colors and it's fake and I don't want it right? Your body is like your sassy best friend who knows what she's worth. And it's just like, I don't want that. Like, stop giving that to me, right? Welcome to Not So Chronic, a place where we discuss the real truth in healing ourselves from chronic diagnosis. My name is Sarah, and I'm a self-healers coach for women who want to step into the healer and leader they are born to be. Think of this podcast as your radical guide in unleashing yourself from all the BS you were told and awaken yourself to your power, your worth, and your innate ability to heal yourself. Through our stories from suffering and diagnosis to real healing and transformation, we are the revolution. We are not so chronic. So I'm talking about bloating like you look like you're seriously pregnant, you know? That was me. It was definitely the worst part about irritable bowel syndrome. Well, that and the inevitable heartburn and the constipation and the diarrhea and, well, it's just all a bit shit really, isn't it? So what is IBS um, and how does that um, come about as a diagnosis? Well, personally, um, I, be- I can see that chronic IBS, it's just, it's just all over society. Everybody has some degree or some variation of constipation. Um, bodies are bloating. Maybe they're bloating in the tummy, but they're bloating everywhere, right? Um, It just seems to be a side effect of a life that is misaligned. And we're seeing this globally. I'm seeing this in every country. I'm seeing this wherever I've been, whoever I meet. Um, Those with other issues going on in their life, because our lives are so connected, the tummy, the digestive system, is having this this manifestation and we live in society with this habitual instant gratification this like oh i don't care right now i just want the thing so it's okay i'll just do it and i'll pay for it later pay for it later so like you're already we're telling our body and our life that we will pay the punishment later we want the thing now the cheese or this or that or the stressful situation or maybe you know we know we're feeling exhausted but we're going to keep on going keep on working because we want the thing whatever it is the status the money the love the affection the taste um whatever it is and then we'll, we actually say i'll just pay for it later i'll just you know i'll just deal with it later knowing that later the tummy will bloat to you know unbearable amounts so painful and then to relieve that we have our quick fixes again the -the over-the-counter medication and the 
laying up in bed and having to get the hot water bottle and then having to cancel the plans and then like this pattern again the recreation of the pattern again so what's this habitual instant gratification about well it's about self-loathing it's about self-destruction it's about disempowering the self trying to fit in with everyone else like i'm imagining when i was at a restaurant or something like that and because my life was out of alignment and I wasn't speaking my truth I would just go with everyone else so we'd go to a pizzeria or we'd go to an English pub where what I now consume you know wouldn't be on the menu and so then I would order something and you know this isn't only about food this isn't only about when I say consumption, it's not really only about food, it's about everything. Um, in that life I was living and creating, I was also a smoker. The smoking had an obvious effect on the IBS um, and everything else, drinking and consuming, mindless conversation. Like sometimes my stomach would just bloat because I was having mindless bitching, judging, you know, this kind of toxic, heavy, um, the conversation my body manifested that on the physical layer ultimately whatever it is it's us not choosing ourselves like literally the fact that we would say i don't care i just like give me the thing now i'll just do it now like i know i'll pay for it later like i know i'll pay for it later your your words create your reality right we live in a thought created reality so you're willing that into existence you're willing that you will punish yourself later to be a real thing and the, your body is like well, all right if i guess if that's like that's what you want and then that happens and there isn't anything normal about what we've been programmed to believe is normal the fact that certain things trigger your body is normal right your body is wonderful your body knows if you eat something poisonous or something you know dangerous your body's amazing and that can like manifest some quick diarrhea or vomit and get that out of your system right get it out it's amazing um so it's so interesting when I think about to my frame of mind back then, because I was in victim mode, I couldn't see that. And I would see like, why is my body bloating? Like, why have I got diarrhea? And it's like, well, look, look at my life. My life was a mess. Like, it's not just about what you consume in because we, we can consume poison in all different ways. Poison of um, not speaking our truth, being withdrawn being stuck being caged being limited limiting ourselves putting ourselves in positions that we don't want that we don't like that we we can't shine and we're just zombies going along going along work come home sleep get up go take something quick because there's no time there's no time there's no nothing and um and and like that's become normal way of being of course the body will manifest something in the physical layer and it's no it's just it's obvious that the digestive system would be one of the most common um areas right if every if you line up every single autoimmune every single diagnosis every single chronic illness um the digestive system has something going on with it of course it does a digestive system is so wise 
So whatever comes into our body, our body, you know, also words, also ideas, our body attempts to assimilate and digest it. You know, and I, I will say one thing about consumption of food, I will talk about animals and I used to eat animals, right? Um, and I had manifestation of IBS. And even when I healed fibromyalgia and I really didn't manifest chronic pain or chronic fatigue, um, one of the last symptoms really to heal up was definitely bloating, um, sinusitis and um, constipation and a heartburn for sure. And the sinusitis was totally linked because it was every time I ate sugar, sweets and crap and artificial rubbish and like dead animals, right? Things that had no prana, no life. They were just dead, dead, artificial nothingness. Um, and that sinus pain, that migraine pain, and you think to yourself, why do you do it? Why would I do that to myself? Well, because self-loathing was still there. And also, you know, confused wiring to look at a bag of sweets and think that that's a treat right there and I'll have a jelly baby. And knowing that, you know, on some level intuitively that when you eat stuff like that and when you consume stuff like that and when you make these choices, the body manifests on a physical layer. The body is not attacking you. The body is simply saying like, I don't want to digest this crap. It's full of colors and it's fake and I don't want it right? Your body is like your sassy best friend who knows what she's worth. And she's like, I don't want that. Like, stop giving that to me. Right? And the heartburn and everything. I mean, come on. Like, it's just, we know this intuitively. We know because this food, it is modified. It is injected. It is tampered with just like the news that we watch, right? So when I'm saying consumption, I really am speaking about what we consume all over. The creams that we put onto our skin, our skin is our biggest organ and it absorbs and then it tries to assimilate. Again, it tries to digest everything. What are we consuming? Toxic stuff messes up the body's natural terrain. Like my love, you don't eat plastic, do you? You don't eat materials, you don't eat paper, you don't eat metal. But um, we've just been brainwashed to believe like it's normal to consume um, items that we call food, um, but they're just full of these chemicals. They're just full of plastic. They're just full of, it doesn't say on the ingredients, like it has some plastic and some metal in the sense of like actual metal. Like not, I'm not talking about vitamins and minerals here. I'm talking about like plastic and metal. Um, but like they are there, they are there. And that's why everybody does these like charcoal cleanses and um, detoxes and liver cleanses to get all this stuff out. Years and years and years of consuming fake stuff. And like, what about your life is fake? My life was fake. I was not in my truth. I was not living in my truth. I was not doing what I was born to do. So I was making choices that aligned with that. Now I'm doing, you know, then we all, we make changes and we position ourselves in our life where everything is truth, 
You also eat truth and you consume truth and you don't watch the news when it's full of lies. You know what I mean? So when the body naturally bloats, because bloating is great, bloating is natural, bloating is our body telling us like, girl, what are you doing? And, um, you know, it's too acidic. It's too acidic and acidity can come from everywhere. It can come from this like toxic relationship that you're in, that you position yourself in. This toxic life, stress, trauma, unhealed trauma, and what you choose to consume. And, and the body can't cope with all of this like crap inside of it. And that's literally, literally. I remember when I could only go to the toilet like once, maybe twice a week, you know? Um, chronically constipated, it's just normal. Normal, everybody's constipated. Nobody talks about it. Um, and we're walking around and we're so blocked up. We're blocked in our life too. And we say like, oh yeah, but like, I just love, you know, this and that, and it, it comes in a packet and it's really easy and um, it tastes good. And like, I would feel maybe like such a sacrifice to give that up. I would feel unloving to not give myself the fried chicken or this or that, or watch my shows that I like, or like be in this toxic relationship because I also like it um, in some warped way. And I get it. I really get that because I, I participated in all of that myself and I loved it. And I loved some of the tastes and some of the foods and like, I loved smoking. I loved being a smoker. I loved it about my personality. I loved that, like getting the box and opening the box. It was like a little ritual. And then like that sound when you light the cigarette and you hear, um, the embers, loved it. Right. But also because I, on some level loved harming myself. And I was not loving myself. And I know we come up with these reasons like easy and we're tired and like money and I don't know, but um, at the end of the day, we create our whole life. So if we create a life where we have no money or we say we can't afford vegetables or we can't afford to, I don't know. I mean, cause like positioning yourself with friends who love you isn't really, is not at all a money issue. So I don't know, there's some stuff going on there, my love. If we've got like limiting blocks coming up, like we're too tired to not self, like to not choose things that are us loathing ourselves. I don't, I think there's something going on there because you don't need to be super full of energy to love yourself. You just get to decide what loving yourself means. And you can love yourself when you're tired. You can love yourself when you're chronically tired. You can love yourself when you're resting. I mean, that is loving yourself. So like, don't tell me <laughs> that you don't know why your body is bloating while you're consuming acid and toxic and like your life is all out of alignment in all these different areas. Because girl, intuitively, you know, you do know. And this is all part of us taking that radical responsibility for ourselves for our body and for our life. And before like everybody starts getting triggered, look, I love you. And this is all coming from a place of personal experience because I was there. I ate a whole bag of crisps, you know, the share bag, the one that's supposed to be for like six people. 
I would just eat that and I wasn't hungry. But like, whatever, you know? And then I bloated. Hey love, if you're enjoying the show and you're ready to connect with self-healers, attend powerful coaching masterclasses and get access to restoring and revitalizing self-healing practices, head over to notsochronic.com. As a huge thank you for being here on the show, you get an exclusive Not So Chronic discount to join us in our membership exclusive to Women in Healing, the Self Healers Society. You'll get all my best self-healing resources, group support, and powerful coaching all for you in your self-healing. You and your work in the healing arts will be guided supported and celebrated and you will have the chance to come on the show for women in healing ready to share their truth that healing happens so head to notsochronic.com and join us in the self-healers society okay my love back to the show and i like loved consuming dead animals like it's part of my culture and i couldn't imagine life without that and if i couldn't imagine life without that then i didn't visualize i didn't manifest a life without that right i had to start imagining first and you know i liked having some cold beers in the evening i liked having a ham and cheese sandwich all these things i liked and all these things enabled bloating heartburn gas horrendous gas for days afterwards but oh but i like my cold beer oh but i like my cow's milk you know um i like this bread okay you can like it my love and i'm not a nutritionist so you go ahead and you keep choosing that my work is understanding why you are choosing it is it really these these beliefs of like well because that's all i can afford or that's all i have time for and if that is your reality do you want to change that reality do you want a reality where you have time do you want a reality where you have money and if you do then let's go make that let's go do that like i did you know in my old life that i was creating before i only had time I created the life where I only had time to make something really quick for lunch. I was a full-time carer and I lived in someone's home that I was caring for and this was my paid work. And I was tired, right? And I was healing all these symptoms. So I just, um, sometimes I think I even made the meat, you know, the animals the day before and then just like really quick oh like a bag there's a bag of rice you can shove in the microwave that's what i used to do and like i knew intuitively that there was no prana in this food right it's not food even if we really food is something with prana right it's alive and it gives you nutrition so i don't even know what i would call this stuff when it's not really food and i would bloat and i would experience physical manifestations not only because of food, right? Because we're, we're talking about mindset here. Why was I choosing that? And then if I'm choosing that because I'm, I've got this illusion that like I don't have any time, then like, okay, like I said, is that a life I want to keep creating? Do I want to keep creating that? Do I want to create instead a life where I have time? Because I can also have that. It's just choices. It's just two different choices. I can keep going, keep choosing the same thing because my loves, 
The life that you have right now, you choose that every day. And you choose it all day. You choose it like when you wake up and then you keep on choosing it all day long. And the idea to to do something else, to have time, if that is the issue, if that is the issue going on here, or like not having the friends that you can have these like amazing conversations with and like feeling like you're evolving past just surviving. And if you're in the survival life right now, like you're choosing it, you're choosing that and you can choose something else. That really is the whole point of my work and what I support my clients in doing. Like I remember crying on the toilet. I remember crying in bed. I remember being ashamed of my belly and I could only wear large clothes to cover it all up. And this this shame, I, I didn't feel sexy. Like, of course that's gonna impact other areas of my life. I didn't feel vibrant. Of course I didn't feel vibrant. All this dead weight, literally dead, dead weight inside my body. It affected my posture, of course it did. And then all the muscles, when you have a poor posture, all the muscles then physically are all messed up and then that affects your knees and then you lean like on one hip more than the other and then you're holding your lower back with your hands because your stomach's so bloated. Like it's all linked together. And the gas, oh my God, like my poor partner, we would actually laugh at how gassy I was. And it would be funny, you know, like stink the whole room out. Actually, it's not funny. Like my body was desperately trying to move all this shit along and digest also the areas in my life that I was still gripping, like constipation, gripping, holding on to, like this um, unhealed trauma and like, you did this to me and all my victim mentality. And my body was just stuck and I was choosing to enable that and, and live a life where it was stuck every day, all the time. So when we get open to being like, okay, where am I stuck in my life? This is the actual healing, right? This is the healing. Because we can make all the different choices. Okay, I won't eat that and I'll do that and I'll do that and I'll make these changes. But if we are still feeling within that maybe we don't allow ourselves a life that flows, a life that is easy. Maybe we don't know what an easy life is. What does that mean? We never had that before. It could even feel like for me, strange and alien and almost scary because I don't know what an easy life is. I didn't back then. I only knew a life where it was one thing after another because that was my phrase and that is what I continue to manifest. Always one thing after another, always one little drama and then another little drama. And life was a series of dramas and it was exhausting and debilitating, but it was what I knew as normal. But we're waking up now. We're waking up to what we consume and we are intelligent, we're woke women, we're not victims anymore. We know how easy it is to just have this knowledge. Like we know that certain stuff can clog up our insides and then this like messes with our brains, it messes with our cycles, we know this. And we know as limitless beings who are in control of our life, we can just stop choosing that. We can stop choosing to get all blocked up all the time. And I know how deeply stuck, right? Stuck we are within our own creation of our life. I was there, stuck, 10 years stuck. Even though I kept changing, kept moving abroad to different places, I was stuck. 
and um, we need to go deeper. Otherwise, what will happen? We'll just cut out gluten for a week, right? And then we'll stop and we'll say, well, I tried that and it, quote, doesn't work. When I work with my clients, some variation of IBS tends to be manifesting because of the nature of a totally interconnected body and life, right? We grip onto certain parts of our life, maybe even the sickness and the diagnosis itself. Like we grip onto that. I was gripped onto me having fibromyalgia, me having chronic fatigue, me having anxiety. I was gripped. And so we find naturally um, our body grips as well. So it's no coincidence that nervousness and excitement stimulate the body and then the body manifests stomach pain or diarrhea when we're in this state of sickness. It's also no coincidence that a life without breaking down barriers, a life without flow, without growth, without much excitement, because maybe we believe excitement is terrifying, so we barricade ourselves in, and then we need artificial stimulants. Like, I remember when I needed coffee and a cigarette to shit. Like, I needed that. My body needed that. I was deeply, deeply still attached to many different stories in my life when I was deep in that state of sickness. And my clients too, attached to old narratives of old ways of being, that we're weak, that we're incapable, that we're depressed and we're ugly. When we say everyone's healing and treatment is different, what we're really agreeing on is that everyone's stories are different. And by stories, I mean the old programming narratives that we regurgitate over and over as we create our entire life around them. So bloating, gas, heartburn, constipation, this little gang are a divine message from your body. If it was in English, it would roughly translate to something like, I don't want to, I'm stuck. It might also go something like, I've been in a state of fear for so long it is now comfortable, right? Like the lifestyle stuff. What are your prolonged fears, my love? What are your prolonged stresses? The prolonged misalignments, the prolonged rejections of your truth, the prolonged period of time where things are not flowing. I question my clients' habitual way they make choices and they forget that they're making those choices. And we talk about it and they realize that they have been choosing choices that enable the sickness and that comes from an inability to self-prioritize and choose self-love, choose to love themselves. Because our sense of self-love is warped, my loves. It's warped. If we believe that eating cheese or whatever the choice is, staying up until three in the morning, positioning ourselves in toxic environments and choices. The body attempts to absorb that and then it struggles to assimilate it, it struggles to digest it because it doesn't want to digest your toxic life. But if we believe that it's self-love, like I'm gonna love myself so much that I'm gonna do whatever I do that you know I'm putting in this like toxic category, you know what I mean by now. Okay, all the different things that are not prana inducing, they drain us, they cause disease, they're just right. But if we believe that that's an act of self-love, then our belief about what love means and about what it means to love ourselves is based on this old story that love hurts. 
that loving and treating yourself ends in pain and misery, that you can't have it all, that if you eat the cake and have fun with your friends and treat yourself in a restaurant or whatever else, um, you know, you'll be punished later. Bloating and gas will come up for you. Notice it's for you, they come up for you. And then you're positioning yourself in a reality where any time you love yourself, you suffer for it later. So I get my clients to think about why they are choosing that. Why are you choosing that version of love? Because it's just a version. It's a definition of love you've decided on, but it doesn't have to be like that. Like, could you learn to love yourself? And that's it. A love that has no punishment, a love with no suffering, a love that is not conditional on you having to, quote, pay for it later. Because that's it, isn't it? Like, how do you feel about your body bloating and full of gas? Is shame there? Is guilt there? Do you want to just be normal like everyone else, but that version of normal is a normal that does not work for you, my love. This version of normal is a version that does not work for society, right? Chronic constipation in the stomach, in the bowels, it's just a chronic societal issue. And it's absolutely a woman's issue. Because in my life, when I was sick, and in my work with my clients, no one, until they're healing, no one has this just delicious, easy, smooth digestive system. And then we wonder why is insomnia there? Why are menstrual issues there? Why is back pain there? Why are we so goddamn tired? And it's all linked, my love. And once we grasp this as a collective, we can be so free. So I help my clients form a new relationship with their bowels and their whole digestive system as I said, I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a fitness coach. I don't tell them what to eat or not eat. It's not about that. We figure out together, one, why they are not loving themselves, right? Two, what are they gripping onto in their life that is just old, unnecessary, and it's just part of this old way of being, this old way of living? Three, what life are they trying to position themselves in to like fit in with everyone else rather than create their own life of health, of healing, of love? For what is still a source of stress and misalignment, but they are still choosing it? What is that? Five, what are they refusing to digest fully? Like, what is it? What's going on? Something happened or something is going on and you're actively avoiding it and you won't let yourself assimilate it, see it, accept it. And it's just there repressed within your bowels, like repressed within the tissues. So I haven't bloated or manifested those IBS related symptoms really since spring. And I radically realigned my life. So that's spring of 2020. It's now almost December. And that doesn't happen anymore. And I've, you know, healed on many interconnected different levels because it isn't just eat something else. It's everything. I believe that if I chose some ways to loathe myself right now as a woman in healing, 
and I chose to like position myself around toxic energy or I chose to consume something that was like disease causing, naturally my body will begin to manifest sickness. It's not that you just heal yourself and then at the end and then you can go back to hating yourself again and hating your life. That's not how it works. Definitely, I think my body is really strong now and its immune system is incredible. And I'm so intuitive that when I can get the sense that maybe an infection is coming or some state of sickness is coming, I have my practices and my protocols so I can get there and I can see what's going on. What am I avoiding? You know, what am I getting all stuck about? And I can do the work there to heal before it's even a thing. Because ultimately, my love, our body is our divine temple. And you get to choose what you fuel it with. And ultimately, you don't deserve to suffer. Look at what you believe a treat means for you. And learn about where your food is coming from. Think about any lingering victim mentality still going on there. And, and notice if you're gripping onto a life that you don't even want. My love, you are already good enough. And I know you've been gripping and clenching onto old stories and a way of life that you don't want. And it's okay, my love. I swear to you that it's okay because you're aware now. You're awake to the fact that your body heals as your life aligns, as you continue your practice in learning how to deeply love and accept yourself. As you forgive them for whatever happened, as you step into your own power, it's no coincidence that the stomach area is related to the element of fire, of self-confidence, of discipline, and of commitment. BS belly was your choice to commit to your old story of your sickness and your suffering. But your healing and your symptomless belly is your choice to commit to your story of your strength, forgiveness, and commitment to yourself and to the healing of the planet. Okay, my loves, I hope you enjoyed this show. And if you did, remember to check out your not so chronic discount and join the Self Healers Society over at notsochronic.com for powerful coaching masterclasses, self-healing practices, and real friendships with real women who heal themselves. We are the revolution. I'm Sarah. See you next time and remember, healing happens.